everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Uncanny Trucks, where I, Bob, run down my top ten films of the year, and Matt tells me what a pretentious asshat I am. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. How you doing tonight, Matt? You are a pretentious asshat, Bob. Why, thank you, Matt. Thank you. Way, way to start us off on a, a good note. But how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm interested to hear some of these films that I've never heard of, so that you can tell me why they're good and why why they're worth us being me and the listeners worth listening to indeed and by listening to you mean watching hopefully oh yeah <laughs> since they're not radio productions <laughs> <laughs> so i think i watched 26 new films in 2022 good um, lord that's i mean once upon a time, I would watch around 50. That was back when like, we actually had an American film industry, and they also played foreign films in Seattle, but both of those days are over. That's like two films a month, Bob. Yeah, yeah, it's not that much. No, it's not that bad. So I, I will say as a disclaimer, uh, the great directors Todd Field, James Gray, Claire Denis, and Park Chan-wook all had new movies this year, which uh, I didn't have a chance to watch. So maybe if I had actually seen their stuff, my list would be a little different. But th these are uh, my top ten going from uh, number ten to number one. So Matt, before I ask you about the bottom film on my top ten list, did you see Glass Onion, a.k.a. Knives Out 2? Okay, I legit watched the first, like, 20 minutes of it, and then I, I, my plan is to finish it at some point. <laughs> okay. So, I, uh, I, not to put too fine a point on this, I fucking hated Glass Onion. <laughs> I think it was the worst movie I saw this year by a far piece. I, I think it was worse than the Oscar Isaac Moon Knight. Um, I <laughs> hated it. And it was so bad. Like, I've been real hit or miss on Ryan Johnson, in the past like i've not liked a lot of his movies but i thought last jedi was okay i thought the first knives out was okay glass onion was so bad that like i'm revising my opinion and i think the alt-right is now right about last jedi it, it must be <laughs> terrible there's no there's no way it's any good <laughs> um, so I, I like glass onion is filled with lazy writing and there's also like just such a smug self-satisfied liberalism to Glass Onion, even though it's actually not even anti-billionaire, it just doesn't like stupid billionaires, and it just thinks billionaires ought to be smart black women, not stupid white men. <laughs> it's such a bad fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, and so I say all that as a prologue to say that my 10th movie, The Menu, not an amazing film, but it's a solid art horror movie, and it basically is like Glass Onion if it didn't suck. It is critical of the rich people. It is like a bunch of people go to an island and they're confronted with a mystery, but it's actually good. I like the menu a lot. Um, it just dropped on HBO Max. It's worth streaming. Basically, the conceit is that it's modeled on eating a meal in a fancy restaurant with all your courses. And so it's a, that's a kind of neat structure for it. Okay. I mean, it has a good premise. I like the idea behind it. Yeah, yeah, and you like Ray Fiennes and uh, yeah. Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, I can go. The, I can go for that. Th this film seems okay, Bob. I might have to give the menu a try. Do you remember the guy who played Beast, like in the X Men prequel movies? Yeah, that was yeah, Nicholas something, isn't it? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, he's in it, and he's literally like the cringiest motherfucker to ever live. Like he's so cringy that it's like intentionally so that it like makes it a little hard to watch the menu <laughs> just cause you hate him so much. But yeah, yeah, it really gets, uh, the menu really gets right. Uh, how awful rich people are and how awful their enablers are. 
Well, Bob, let's look at number nine here, which is this very, sounds very scary. It's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, so apparently that's a game that the teens play, Matt. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I'm not familiar with it. Okay. Um, I think it's also a joke of, have you noticed how millennials and Zoomers like to like to talk about bodies and bodies and spaces? It's, it's kind of, kind of. It's, it's kind of like a joke on that, but basically it's a slasher film that's making fun of Gen Z. Although it's kind of hard to say, like, is it exaggerating Gen Z for like comedic effect and for satire, or is it just a simply realistic film about Gen Z? That's the, that's the question that's hard to answer about bodies, 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 but it's a pretty fun slasher film. I would say it's worth watching, although it does have a twist ending that I think you might hate. I, I didn't hate it, but I think you might hate the twist ending. I will probably hate it. I don't I don't say that for sure though. You might you might you might still like it. Unfortunately you can only watch this one on Prime Video, Bob. Mm. Oh, is that is that where it's at? I watched it on a plane, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> on a plane. I'm gonna yeah. watch it on a boat. <laughs> so I guess we're kind of keeping the uh, the theme going because my number 10 and my number 9 were horror films. And my number 8 was a horror film. And I also think it has to be the, or it has the distinction of the only movie on my list that you've seen. That's correct. Um, which, yeah, yeah. So that would be the new Predator movie. I guess if we were doing numbers, it would be what, Predator 5? Uh, but it's just called Prey. I, I will say that in hindsight, I rewatched Predator 2. And I do think Predator 2 is better than Prey, but Prey is really good. It's a very worthy sequel. And uh, I I was going to ask if you agree with it being in the top 10, but I, I suppose it is in your top, like, two. Yep. <laughs> it's in like, it's like one of the best three movies I watched, Bob. You can only watch three movies. Oh, I, 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 was, I was wrong, like, Matt. You have a top three. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Of the four, films, Rackett, of the four films I have seen. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah, that was a fantastic film. Extremely violent. Uh, I mean, if you like Predator, you're going to love this shit. You know, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I guess the stealth message of my recommendation, though, is Predator 2 is better than you remember. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it again. Nice, nice. I think it was on Hulu for a while. I don't know if it still is. So that was number eight, Prey, a.k.a. Predator 5. The number seven on my list, uh, it'd be a good date movie for you, Matt. I don't think you would enjoy it on your own, but it might be a good date movie for you and the lady. Uh, it's called 3,000 Years of Longing. It's a pretty sweet romance movie. Uh, it's from the great director of the Mad Max movies, George Miller, and it stars Tilda Swinton as an academic narratologist and Idris Elba as a jinn or genie. It was, it was a sweet movie. Gotta love some Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah, I do love some Tilda Swinton. So uh, number six for me uh, was a little preachy and also very generationally themed, whereas uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was making fun of the Zoomers. Number six was a little bit doing the woe is millennials and woe are Zoomers beat with, you know, the economy being dead, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all that is true, of course, but I, you know, it can still be a little preachy, a little self-indulgent. But nonetheless, the film managed to pull it out and be a mean-hearted little crime film, and I appreciate that. Uh, I'm talking about Emily the Criminal. It uh, stars Aubrey Plaza, which is also kind of ironic given that Prey uh, stars Amber Midthunder, the Sue Aubrey Plaza. So I think you should give uh, Emily the Criminal a watch, Matt. It's on Netflix. Now, I like I love Aubrey Plaza in anything she's been in. So yeah, I, and I've seen some stuff on net. Like I've seen the trailer for this on Netflix. So might give it a shot. Also, wouldn't probably wouldn't be a bad movie to watch with the wife if the wife wants to watch something. Yeah, we're we're big Aubrey Plaza fans. She was fantastic in uh, the White Lotus. Legion. Oh, is she in White Lotus? The second season, yeah. 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize. I, the only, who else is in second season of White Lotus? All I know is Michael Imperioli. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge comes back. She reprises her role from the first season. Was she like a worker or something in the first season? No, she's just like a really rich woman. Was F. Mary Abraham in it? Well, plays the grandpa in it. Yes. Okay. I guess 2022 was the year of like uh, angry movies about the one percent. Between, like, The Menu and Glass Onion and then the White Lotus Season 2. Although, it sounds like uh, The Menu and White Lotus Season 2 were actually good, whereas Glass Onion was definitely not good. Yeah, White Lotus Season 2 is very entertaining. And, yeah, it's all about rich people doing rich people things. Uh, have you ever watched Avenue 5 on HBO Max? Uh, no. It's from the guy who did Veep, but it's not as good as Veep or In the Thick of It, which was his British show. But it's still not bad, and it's another one of those like rich people being assholes uh, shows. Gotcha. It's like its own genre. <laughs> yeah, but this but this one is on a cruise ship in space, so it's a little different. <laughs> All right, so that was yeah number six, Emily the Criminal. My number five um, is the Banshees of Inishirin. Uh No X Men connection, Matt. I know you were thinking that. Yeah. It was and, yeah, and so the pitch for this one is strange, but I think you would dig it, and it just did drop on HBO Max. It's basically Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are farmers on an, an isolated West Island in the Irish Sea, and it's during the Irish Revolution, but their friendship abruptly and kind of cataclysmically ends, and then things just kind of escalate from there. And there's a lot of great livestock characters in it, too. It's directed by the great playwright Martin McDonough, but I think you would enjoy it. It's Funny, awkward, and a little violent. A lot of stuff's really coming out for HBO Max. I think HBO Max is like the the, the streaming service to have, even though they're cutting cool shit. Yeah, I would I would have said that like four months ago. I'm, yeah. I'm more skeptical <laughs> now, but I would I would definitely have agreed with that four months ago. That between the DC archive and the HBO archive and the Turner Classic Movie archive and the Criterion archive, yeah, and then the new stuff they get HBO Max does put out a lot of quality stuff. Yeah, I find myself on HBO Max more than like any of the other streaming services, so nice job, HBO Max. You're winning yeah. my streaming war. <laughs> yeah, please please don't cut any more product. <laughs> <laughs> so that was number five, The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Uh, number four, uh, also directed by an Irish dude who just so happens to be the brother of the guy who directed number five. Uh, but I think he did a little better with this one, and in general, I think he's a slightly better director than his brother. Um, number four is The Forgiven. It's on Hulu. And like, if you look at the image or if you saw the trailer for this, the marketing makes it look like a slightly boring thriller about Rafe Fiennes and Jessica Chastain. They're in Morocco driving on a desert road at night and accidentally do a vehicular man- manslaughter on a Moroccan kid. But it's actually um, a lot more interesting and a lot more riveting than that. And there's also a decadent desert party that lovers Matt Smith and Caleb Landry Jones host. And I know you know Caleb Landry Jones from uh, from Twin Peaks: The Return, right? And they're really fun and really campy. And so I I, I really enjoyed that. And in general, I just got to give it up for Matt Smith had a really decadent year between this and House of the Dragon and Morbius. Matt Smith uh, rocked this year. Do you have the Hulu? Yeah, you should watch. You should you should watch The Forgiven. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Number three for me was Nope, uh, the third film by Jordan Peele. Ironic that it's in my number three spot. Um, I think people liked his first two, Get Out and Us, more than Nope. 
but I honestly think he's improving with each one. You should watch this because there's lots of 90s nostalgia that you're going to find interesting. Yeah. Um, I This one also has a twist that I think you might not dig, but also like bodies, bodies, bodies. I, I would be curious to hear what you actually think of the twist. So you should watch it. It's on Peacock, which I know is your favorite streaming service. Yeah, that's the other streaming service. I never, I never go to that streaming service other than to watch WWE stuff. Oh, you do have the Peacock. Okay. That's the only reason I have it is for WWE crap. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're really like, they're buying into me. They're, I'm target audience for streaming services. Because I'll just buy the damn thing, even though I'm only going to watch like a tiny bit. <laughs> Slave to the streaming services. Okay. So my number two is Crimes of the Future. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen a film by the great Canadian body horror director, David Cronenberg, but he hasn't made a body horror film in like 20 years. He comes back. It's dope. Uh, there's a lot of interesting talk about art and sex, and you get to really see what Viggo Mortensen looks like, not just naked, but splayed out naked. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's worth watching. It's on Hulu. All right, Bob. And then Matt, for number for the, my number one film of the year, the best film of 2022, hands down, um, what if I told you you could watch a movie adaptation of Hamlet where Hamlet was a Chad, where Hamlet fucks? Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yes, Matt. That would be The Northman. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good Viking movie. Uh, it's really mean and intense. Uh, it, also, a lot of hallucinogenics uh, going on in The, uh, the Northman. Uh, a lot of, a lot of white slavery going on in the North man. There's a lot to recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's the third film by Robert Eggers. I've really loved all the Robert Eggers movies. Uh, you sh really got to see the North man. I think it's on prime. Well, Bob, uh, while you've been rattling on about your films, I created my own top 10 list just for you. Oh no. You actually saw 10 movies. I did. I, I'm, oh, I'm just trying to figure out the, uh, hold on. Oh, I gotta figure pain. out one more. The excruciating pain of this. I just need one more. Hold on. And I can't remember the name of the damn film. What was it about? It was about a dog. <laughs> a fucking dog. <laughs> uh, shit. What was it called, dog? I write, a, I write out a boot. Uh, oh, it was called Dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Bob. Here we go, Bob. You ready? I'm going to go down this list real quick. This is yeah, Matt's yeah, yeah. top 10. You ready? Oh, Number 10, Bob. The Lost City. <laughs> What's you know the what that Lost is? City. No, I don't know. That's the, the movie. It's uh it's Channing Tatum and uh uh what's that woman's name? She was on the blind side. Oh, um uh Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Sandra Bullock, Bob. It's a great little great little rom com adventure film. It's kinda of fun. Yeah, yeah. My did, number did nine, you, Bob. Did you actually watch that or you Yes, just Bob, trolling? I watched it. My my you wife made me watch it. Your yeah. wife your wife made you watch the My Lost wife City. made me yeah. watch that movie, Bob. It, it was Ma not Mad am I do I need to call like nine one one for you? No, no, Bob. Number nine, Bob. I got Morbius. <laughs> oh, you you morbed for number nine. Yeah, we got number nine up there, Bob. Number eight, Top Gun Maverick. Why was that not on your list? Come on, because I didn't see it, Matt. Because I'm Top not a Gun rube. Maverick. I'm not a rube. I didn't actually see that, but yeah, I just put it on there. I know you saw Morb though. Yeah, I did see that. How about Jurassic Park World Dominion? I know you didn't see that. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> now I did watch the first one and like the the remakes, the Chris Pratt, the very first one, but I haven't watched yeah. any of the sequels. I didn't watch Jurassic Park Five, which I think was the one before this, but I did appreciate a friend's review of it, which is I think it was called Jurassic World, but he insisted that it should be called Jurassic House because it mostly took place in a house. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually the one I watched. Yeah, it doesn't really. All right, anyway, number six, Bob. I did watch this film. It actually wasn't that bad. 
Uh, uh-huh. it, it was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, did they reboot Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Yeah, they rebooted Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Bob. Is it live action or animated? It is like part live action, part CGI. You lost me. You lost me. Yeah, sorry. I lost you there. As soon as you said part, yeah. That's a terrible recommendation. (laughs) Number five, Bob, Uncharted, based on a video game. What could could go wrong? Oh, yeah. Clearly (laughs) nothing is good about that. Bob, number four, Lightyear. You left that off the list. You you actually watched Lightyear? No, Bob, I didn't watch Lightyear. <laughs> did you did you actually watch the Uncharted thing, or are you just trolling? I did me? watch the Uncharted thing. It was awful, but I played the video okay. game, so I kind of want to see what they did. Okay. And then uh, number three, Bob, this I did watch. It's called Turning Red. The fuck is that? It's a Disney film. It's a cartoon movie. It is like f- fucking weird. Man, I did. I, so my top ten all came off HBO Max. Your top ten all came off. All Disney came off Plus. Disney Plus, Bob. I, I see the theme, dog. I see the theme. Bob, number two is the movie two, Dog. Man. Once again, another Tatum Channing movie. <laughs> man, man, uh, ta- uh, Channing Tatum has the key to your heart, Matt. It turns out. Yeah, Bob. I really like Tatum Channing movies. And then number one, Bob, The Batman. How did you leave The oh, Batman oh, off oh, your oh, list of top oh, ten for twenty twenty two? Bob, Robert Pattinson? Come on. I actually did try to watch the Batman on the plane back to the S- Seattle, but I only made it two minutes because it's like the screen is so Because it was dark. so good and you just had to jerk off. Is that what it was, Bob? <laughs> no, no, Matt. It's the, the, it's the, you know, I guess as is appropriate to a Batman movie, the lighting is so dark that you can't see a goddamn thing on the back of a, uh, on the back of a plane. <laughs> so, it's a pretty dark film, Bob. But that's what makes it good. Dark films. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day I'll watch it on HBO Max and we can actually record a real episode about it that's uh, not just me whimpering as you insist on reading me an hour-long plot description of a three. Oh, yeah. I gave you every damn bit of it. If you haven't checked it out, guys, check it out on our podcast. Uh, no, don't did, check it out. It was, the the, it, was the, it was the worst episode we've it was, ever recorded. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty terrible. So, Bob, come on now. My top ten versus your top ten. Who wins? Come on. I mean, I I, I don't even think it's a contest, Matt. <laughs> don't even think it's a contest. Uh, all right. Well, that was the year in film, and Matt has thoroughly killed all of my enthusiasm for the cinema. Uh, thanks, Matt. I didn't watch any of these at the actual cinema. What are you, who does that? It's also what you call the art form. <laughs> it's not just what you call the fucking theater. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Yeah, I think I saw, what, one, two, three, four. I saw half of my list in theaters. I wish I could have seen the other half in theaters, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, yeah, well, when they drop stuff on HBO Max and all the other sta- all the other streaming services so quickly, I kind of just, I'm more I'm more hesitant to go to the theater. I'm like, I was watching at home. But I will say this, Bob, coming soon, and we'll, we will cover this on the podcast, I think February 1st is when Black Panther Wakanda Forever drops. All right, yeah, Wakanda forever, baby. So we'll have to give it a shot. All right, Bob. This has been Uncanny Treks, the year in review in film. I am Bob in Cascadia, the one with taste. That is Matt in the Southland, the one with a Disney Plus subscription. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening.